Malaysia Airlines Flight 370 disappeared on March 8, 2014. On May 19th, about nine weeks later, a leaked video was published to YouTube by a third party who claimed to have received it on March 12th. The video shows what appears to be a jet airliner on fire, being trailed by three spiraling orbs. Eventually, the three orbs change to a vertical pattern and disappear in a flash with the airliner, leaving a dead-end trail of smoke in the sky. A month later, on June 12th, a second video was published to the same channel that showed the exact same event taken from a different viewpoint. These videos have been deleted from YouTube, but can still be found on archive.org. Ashton Forbes and his team have been researching these videos extensively and have provided exhaustive evidence that these videos are legitimate, including digital forensics verified by CGI professionals, eyewitnesses, and government data. Forbes and his team have successfully addressed all debunker claims and have listed them for all to see on x.com at just x ashton so far nobody has been able to debunk this research their research shows that the first leaked video was taken from a pair of american signals intelligence satellites known as usa-229 twin satellites capable of creating 3d stereoscopic images by capturing two slightly different views the twin USA-229 satellites are logged at the exact location, time, and apparent angle required to have captured this video. This event occurred at around 2.30 in the morning. It was completely dark. The wavelengths captured by these cameras are for detail, and the stereoscopic effect allows for added depth perception. The source of the second video has been identified as an MQ-1C Gray Eagle unmanned combat drone with infrared and thermal technology. This video focuses on the heat signature. And the man responsible for leaking these videos seems to be Lieutenant Commander Edward Lin. He was accused of being a spy, but court transcripts prove that this was just spin. The details of his crimes, including the time they happened, are redacted. But it came out in the trial that the classified information in question was published on the internet and Lieutenant Commander Edward Lin had full security clearance to the same technology used to capture these videos. Using Inmarsat satellite ping data and military radar to track its path, and eyewitness testimony to verify it, Forbes put together the final flight path of Malaysian Airlines Flight 370. On March 7th, at 1642 UTC, Flight 370 takes off from Kuala Lumpur International Airport. At 1721, the plane abruptly turns back towards the nearest airport in Penang. A witness on an oil rig reported that the plane was on fire. Several witnesses along the east coast reported hearing a loud bang and seeing a glow coming from the plane as it passed overhead. At 1752, the co-pilot's mobile phone pings the local tower. At 1840, an eyewitness on a boat reported that the plane was glowing orange and appeared on fire. The Inmarsat ping data shows the same sharp left turn that we see in the videos, and then abruptly goes to zero as the plane disappears. The CCP released Chinese satellite images that appear to be three orbs. They first claimed it was debris, and later said that releasing the image was a mistake. According to Chinese media, 
19 families have signed a statement claiming they made calls that connected to missing passengers after the disappearance, but without an answer. Some people are saying this was alien UFOs saving a plane from crashing, but this doesn't explain the fact that three different advanced US military surveillance cameras captured this one event. 23 of the passengers on board were related to free-scale semiconductors, a field leading the development of superconductor technology, which is what this appears to be, some type of superconductor targeting system for teleportation, which is reminiscent of what the Nazis were doing with their highly classified Die Glock project. Luminous objects like this were first reported in May of 1940 as Germany invaded Belgium, and by 1942, several people began reporting them, starting in the skies over Germany. American pilots during World War II called them Foo Fighters. And let's not forget Gary McKinnon, who in 2002 was accused of perpetrating the biggest military computer hack of all time, and who claimed to have seen evidence of an advanced off-world military fleet. Greg Reese reporting. Getting to the bottom of that just got a whole lot weirder. I looked at you and said, repeat that. You said I've got to get to the bottom of that. We have liftoff. Check out what's coming up on today's episode. Unless you're dumb. We're talking about in Genesis. One time, I mean, yeah, Moses. Who said I'm going to kill him? God, God said I'm going to kill him to Moses. Yeah. Yes. Because I'm killing. I don't forget what he did. I could because pull it of up. the skin of his penis. No, I think no. that stopped him. Yeah, he did something. His I can't wife threw a was. foreskin down at his feet. Something happened. And God, and God like, was like, oh, "You're okay. not going to see the promised land." And Moses. Who's died. foreskin though? Just somebody. Just, she had <laughs> foreskin in her hand, and she said. Well, there was a lot of foreskin just going around at that time. Oh, that was it was, it was as everywhere. Many as you, could, you had your fill. I mean, think about when a sea of them. I mean, <laughs> I mean, David went yeah. and got like 140 foreskins. Yeah, from the Philistines. Yeah, uh, off a bet. Yeah, it was a different. He said, time. "No, it wasn't a bet." He said, "Hey, I'll give you my daughter if you give me 100 100 foreskins." And we got 120s. And here you go. Make some necklaces. I'm taking your daughter. <laughs> It was, it was a Wait, but do you understand that? It was a hell of a time. Yeah, I understand it. He went and killed some folks. And then and took, cut their penis off. No, no, not the penis. Just well, the, the skin. skin. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I mean. And had the skin. Right. Brought it all back. Yeah, probably dude. dried up. Probably made a necklace. You never know, bro. It was a different world back then, dude. Yeah. It was was a it really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, bro. Anyway, I don't know how we got off on the weeds there, but um, it is biblical. It is. So, here's. So let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. The Bible warned us of this conflict that would always characterize the relationship between the descendants of Isaac and Ishmael. Yes. Talked about it. Sadly, this conflict will continue until Jesus comes back. Yeah. Dice Man Enterprises exclusively presents a talk show that will get to the bottom of things once and for all. And now here's your host for Let's Get to the Bottom of That, Three Weirdos on a Mic. That's right. Welcome in. Dude, that rocks. Is this still uh, 1984? Is this still uh, Time Cop? Oh, no, this is just another synth thing that I found and liked it. 
I told you I was going to mix it up, even though you want me to say the same. <laughs> Welcome into another episode of Let's Get to the Bottom of That. We have, of course, the three weirdos. I'm your host, Byron. I have Jason and Joey. What is up, my brothers? What's up? Always good to see y'all every week in the studio. It's kind of the, uh, it's kind of the highlight of my week. Yeah, I like be it honest too. with you. Sometimes like Jason says this is what you live for, and he's right. Yeah. After he fell asleep, <clears throat> uh, we're on episode sixty-three. As you probably knew from last week, we went really long. We didn't even finish our discussion on Israel, so we dark. decided, you know what? Let's do another one. So this is actually part three. I'm calling it "Why Is Israel?" Why is it? Why? Who knows, man? So part three. I hope you've enjoyed what we've discussed so far. Of course, you're welcome to leave comments on the Spotify mobile app. Let us know what you think about the comments. Of course, last week was a little strange. We did a live stream. We're going to be doing that in the future. I'm trying to build out the studio with some more cameras. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get the audience to like call in. I've got a call-in number for the show, uh, so you can actually talk to us live, real-time, and you can be part of the show as we're recording it. But that's not today. Not today. Not today. We're just regularly recording right now. And if you want to participate in any live, we're going to be on Facebook Live, YouTube, if I can figure that out, Rumble, and also Instagram Live. But um, I digress. Today is not live, and we're talking about why is Israel. Now, last week, we we went really, really heavy into um, the Con- kind of kind of like, yeah, the conflicts, the wars. I'm sure we where, missed a ton. Where Israel is located, you know, what piece of land are they on, who are they surrounded by, and then uh, I think every, every, it was a great show. I think, uh, and, and Jason was asking some very, very <coughs> yeah. um, appropriate, thought thank you, thought-provoking questions yeah. about, yeah. you know, what, where's your, what is your stance on what kind of response they're doing? And uh, if you haven't checked that out, that is last week's episode called uh, Where is Israel? So um, let's get into it today. We're talking about why is Israel, and we're specifically going to zone in on some Zionism. Yeah. And what Zion. does that mean? Should Christians support uh, Israel or should they, you know, some people call them Christian Zionist. Um, so we're going to get into all that. So I got a little bit of information here and we can go ahead and just read this and then we can just discuss it. Yeah. So Christian believers, should they support, should they give support to the chosen people of God? That is kind of the question. Now, this is not to say that you necessarily support the methods that they use in their relationship with the Arab nations. Maybe you disagree with that. Yeah. But then again, you're like, oh, I support the I support the Israelites because uh, the Abrahamic covenant and the descendants of Jacob and, and all that good stuff. Well, here's but you disagree with their, their methods for the Arab nations. Like you were talking about last week. Is that appropriate response? That would be a disagreement of their relationship with the Arab nations. Specifically, the Hamas. Yeah. You were yeah. saying? I was saying that I was rereading. There's a lot of coughing going yeah. on. Yeah. A lot of happening. I'm, always, I'm always clearing my throat, dude. I'm always clearing my throat. That's what plumbing will do to you, though. It'll, you know al- I mean? it'll also. Yeah. Clog you up. It'll do that, too. Go ahead. But uh, I was rereading um, Genesis because, you know. 
Yeah, it's about, a, that's that, a pretty pretty interesting book. That time of year, bro. And I was rereading the Abrahamic Covenant, and it was so. I think it's interesting because I was reading it, and in the moment you read it, and it's like, yeah, Abraham. God promised the land to Abram before he was even Abraham mm-hmm. yeah. to his descendants, right? Yeah. So then he had Ishmael with Hagar. Yeah. And he had talked Isaac. about that first episode. Yeah. 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 You know, so like whenever I first read that, and it wasn't until books and books later, I was like, man, maybe he did promise the land to, because Ishmael is technically a descendant of Abraham. Mm-hmm. But True, true, true. And that's what my thought was until I got to Exodus 29, mm. when he again preach, preach, brother. promised the land to Moses and his descendants. Or not the descendants, but to Moses, to the Jewish people of Israel. The same land. What did he say? The same thing he said. I, I'll have to reread it. I don't know if I'm going <laughs> off the. I'm off the cuff right now, bro. You know what's interesting about when you brought Moses up? There's. I don't know if you, if you got this far, but there's one. At one point, God said, "I'm going to kill him." Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He didn't. I'm allow, not kidding. He's he like, "I'm going to kill him." He didn't allow him into the promised land. <laughs> he said, either. "I'm going to kill him." He said, "You're going to wander for the next. <laughs> when when you die, your company will enter the promised land." Yeah. I don't remember why he did something stupid. Yeah, he did. Something. He was. It was. It was. Yeah, I don't know. What, I forgot what he did. But he's like, he's well, like, you're not going to see. The I'm going to kill him, bro. I'm going to kill him. And then something happened. He turned around. Oh, I think it was the foreskin. Maybe it's that story. He threw. It was that story. She threw the foreskin down at his feet, and God was like, "Well, okay." Okay. <laughs> dude, Genesis is a crazy book, dude. I was reading it again. Look and. <laughs> So, wait, so what are you talking about? Are you are you tapped out over there? What's this, hey, what sunglasses this reminds me here? of Thor in that scene, Thor. Uh, when Thor's over there, he's like, is he asleep? No, I think he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> he's got his shades on. Anyway, we're talking about in Genesis. One time, I mean, yeah, Moses. Who said, I'm going to kill him? God, God said, I'm going to kill him. To Moses. Yeah. Yes. Because I'm killing I don't forget what he did. I could because pull of up. the skin of his penis. No, I think no. that stopped him. Yeah, he did something. His I wife threw a was. foreskin down at his feet. Something happened, and God was like, like, you're not going to see the promised land, and Moses Who's foreskin, though? Just somebody? She had foreskin in her hand, and she said... Well, there was a lot of foreskin just going around at that time. Oh, that was... It was was everywhere. You had your fill. I mean, think about when... A sea of them. I mean, mean, David went and got like 140 foreskins from the Philistines. Yeah. uh, Off a bet. Yeah. It was a different he said, time. no, it wasn't a bet. He said, hey, I'll give you my daughter if you give me 100, 100 foreskins. And we got 120s. And here you go. Make some necklaces. I'm taking your daughter. <laughs> it was it was a hell of a But do you understand that? It was a hell of a time. Yeah, I understand it. He went and killed some folks. And then and took, cut their penis off. No, no, not the penis. Just well, the, yeah, the skin. skin. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I mean. And had the skin. Right. Brought it all back. Yeah, probably dude. dried up. Probably made a necklace. You never know, bro. It was a different world back then, dude. Yeah. It was a was different it really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, bro. Anyway, I don't know how we got off on the weeds there, but wow. it is biblical. It is. So here's... So let Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. The Bible warned us of this conflict that would always characterize the relationship between the descendants of Isaac and Ishmael. Yes. Talked about it. Sadly, this conflict will continue until Jesus comes back. Yeah. To judge the nations. 
and he sets up his thousand year reign, peace on the earth. Yeah. Now speaking of peace, I I, I meant I was going to mention this last week when we did the episode. We're talking about the wars. A lot of people go pray for Israel, pray for peace. Yeah. I'm like, you know what you're doing, right? If you're praying for the the minute someone comes in and negotiates peace, that's the Antichrist. Yeah. And that's that's when the trib happens. Yeah. So when pe- I don't know if people really understand when they go, oh, I'm praying for peace, peace of Israel. Do you really understand what you're doing? Yeah. Because you're setting up for the you're the trib. They start, you ready for them seven years, bro? They, they start building that temple. You dude. ready for them seven years of trib? They got the plans for Cause it. Because it's dude. nasty. Well, I'm not going to be here. Anyway. You don't, um, you don't know that. No, I'll make sure. That, <laughs> I'll make controversy. Sure, I'll make sure that I'm not here. Beta! Yeah, that's you true. know what I'm saying? I know oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Following the sword. I got you. Uh, we, okay. We must look at the big picture with a biblical worldview. Should we? Why not? While we do not have to support everything Israel does as a nation, we most definitely should support Israel's, Israel's right to exist. God will fulfill his promises and covenants with Israel. God still has a plan for Israel. Woe to anyone who seeks to defeat that plan. Quote, whoever curses you, I will curse. Genesis 12, 3. Yay. Okay, now I got that whole paragraph. <laughs> paragraph? Paragraph off of gotquestions.org. Yeah. Okay, so you can disagree or agree with that, with, with what I just read. I'm just giving you information to give you an informed decision so you can rationalize your position. Well so when said. you talk to us, well when you said. talk to us, you just don't have to just go willy-nilly like that uh, humongous said, we're a bunch of flagelling Christians. Yeah. Okay. Which we decided that Jason was. Humongous? Flagelling? Self-flagelling? Oh, I think he was a self-flagelling He's Christian. He's like, yeah, dude, I do that, and I whip myself. Yeah. Well, yeah. I go to nine toes. I do do that. Too. I, I do all right, here's, uh, here's something interesting. Let's get into Zionism real quick. Associated with Jewish Zionism is Christian Zionism. Yeah. Now, here's Christian Zionism. It's, it's simply Gentile support of Jewish Zionism, yeah. which it has based on the promises of Israel <coughs> found in the Bible, yeah. such as in Jeremiah 32 and Ezekiel 34. Speaking of Ezekiel, I bet the Ezekiel 38 war. It's Armageddon. Mm. I didn't know if you knew that. Yeah. <clears throat> Christian Zionists. With Bruce Willis. Oh, yeah. 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 They yeah, always yeah. try to drill in the, the asteroid. Every once. time. And blow it up. Every time. Christian Zionists are primarily evangelical and give support in any way possible to the Jewish state of Israel. Yeah. Okay. TBN. The, <laughs> yes. TBN. John Hagee. Yep. In Dallas. Mm-hmm. He is fanatical. Yes. There's a lot of people like him. Now, the return of the Jews to the promised land is a fulfillment of prophecy and is seen especially by dispensationalists. I butchered that word, but I don't care. Um, it as they, they look at that as the sign that the world has entered the end times. Yeah. So Israel. there's a there's a lot of yeah, there's a like nineteen forty seven when Israel became a nation, that's when a lot of people say that's when the clock started. Yeah. That's one of the huge numbers of uh, that's one of the huge signs. Do you agree with that, or you want to wait? Um, yeah, it's in it's in the Bible. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can back that up with scripture. Yeah. Hey. Now, um, Christian Zionism takes the land promises of God in Genesis twelve fifteen and seventeen, mm-hmm. and it applies them to the modern state. 
Yeah. <clears throat> so you've got Christians that look at the Bible and go, today, modern times, I'm looking at the Bible, and that's why I support the modern state of Israel. Yeah. Okay? That's, that's where a lot of Christians stand. So to Christian Zionists, this promise of land inheritance is like permanent and unconditional. So they're like, like the John, like the John Hayes mentioned. Yeah. He's like fanatical about, no, the Genesis Israelites are the same as today's Israelites. There's no difference. Okay. That's where a lot of Christian Zionists stand. Yeah. Now, for Zionists, the Abrahamic covenant, which you just talked about, is still active, regardless of whether Israelis believe in God or not. Mm -hmm. That's kind of their view. Like, as you mentioned, they're a secular nation. Yeah. But the Christian Zionists were like, it doesn't matter if they believe in God or not. They're still the Abrahamic, <coughs> the Abraham, wow, that was. <laughs> was that loud? I, I need a mute so button. Sorry. Let me know. Raise it's, your hand. It's COVID. <laughs> hey, it's Raise your hand. And, <laughs> good Lord. It's in the water. Look, I muted his mic and it still came through. I picked it up on mine. Okay. Where was I? Oh, here we go. You, am, I in, uh, am I still muted? Uh, no, you're good. What'd you say? Can't Who? Just oh, therefore, despite Israel's own declared intention of being a secular state, modern Israel still benefits from a 4,000-year-old promise. For Zionists, the Abrahamic covenant is still active. I just read that. In Christian Zionist view, this is the key. The covenant of Christ does not replace or supplant the Jewish covenants. I think that's the key right there. Mm. Yeah. So Christian Zionists don't think that Christ has replaced the Abrahamic covenant. No, but we are grafted. Or the Jewish covenant. But we are grafted into it. Mm. Right. Which is what Paul says. Right. In the Bible. <laughs> which, which I have to go back to. And this, Okay, so I'll just go off of this and give you my point of view on this. I'm grafted into the Abrahamic covenant. Mm -hmm. I'm not a Jew. I'm not Jewish. Nor am I going to go over and go, hey, this land's mine. I'm gonna, th what are you doing here? Get off it. Get out of here. Yeah, because Jesus gave a perfect example at the woman of the well, where she said, "I'm, I'm not Jewish. I can't worship in your temple." Mm. And Jesus said, "There's going to come a time where it doesn't matter where you're where at, you're at when you yeah. worship." Mm -hmm. That's what Jesus came to fulfill. Was the whole world that accepted him was now grafted in, and it's a posture of the heart, not yes. the posture of the land. And then some people might say that's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't look at me like that, dude. Well, I mean, it's a, <clears throat> so I am, I am, um, you're a I, Christian Zionist. Uh, not, yes, I would. I, you can categorize <laughs> me. <as> that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's because that's because of this. I believe that God is the same forever and always yesterday, today and forever today, forever, yeah. always that same. And I believe God is incapable of lying. He's incapable. His promises withhold forever because that's who God is. I agree with that. There is no, <clears throat> there's no time. To clear my throat. Me too, bro. I don't know why. There's no time where his promises ever fail. There's no time when his promises ever don't come true because that's, that's who God is. So if God 
promised a land because it's specific in the Bible. The land is from here to there to this Jewish people. It's confirmed again to Moses. Then I believe, me, in my understanding of who God is, that that land is for the Jewish people. In its truest form, I read it as literal as possible. I always try to, and I always try to interpret the Bible <clears throat> literally if I can, unless it doesn't make sense. We just talked about that last time. But when I read specifically, the land was given to the Jews as a people. Um, now I believe that there is a physical, there's a Trinity to everything. Okay. What do you mean by that? Yeah, three. Yeah, three and one. There's a trinity. There's a to there's, everything. Yes, there's a physical. There's a spiritual. There's a mental. To okay. everything. Uh, okay, I get what okay. you're saying. Okay, I'm trying. So, physically, wait, wait. To, to piggyback on that, you're right. Trinity to everything. Water turns into a uh, a liquid, gas, mm-hmm. and solid. Three. But then, yeah, there's three states. Beautiful, dude. <clears throat> I, to just, I just cracked the case. You did. did. We got to the bottom. Let's go home. But we are grafted in to the spiritual of the Jews. We are God's chosen people because we are grafted in spiritually through Jesus Christ. And not the literal. Yes, we are not literally Jewish because they're physically, but they're also secular. You know what I mean? So, yes, a lot of Jews don't believe in God. A lot of Jews aren't following the, they're not following the Abrahamic covenant at all. Right. But that doesn't matter at all because God made a promise to that people. So what they do, and this is, this is how I understand God. This is my theology. theology. What we do, what we do, what the Jewish people do, especially us as Christians, what we do does not matter. Like for us, we believe we accept the name of Jesus Christ. We are saved. So what we do does not matter. <clears throat> Same thing with them. He promised that land to them. What they do does not matter. Because God said, this land is yours and your descendants of Isaac. That's why. That's why I'm a Zionist, bro. Okay. <laughs> I, I, okay. <laughs> I see that. This um, land is your land. <laughs> this land is mine land. All right, Byron, what, what do you think? Um, are you are you a Zionist or are you a, I am some not kind a of Zionist. liberal? I am not a Zionist. Oh wow, you're oh, not. Shoot, he's going no. up. Yeah, what are up. you? He's re- he's a replacement. I'm a theologist. Christian. <laughs> oh, do what? Say it again. Calvinist. <laughs> no, I no not. I'm not Armenian. A not a Calvinist. The tulip theory, which is very interesting, by the way. <clears throat> okay, so what are you? What is that? And I'm a Christian. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I have, I have, um, I have repented of my sins. Okay, okay, well, and well, well, I trust in Christ he's alone. He's saying that it doesn't matter, right? Right. So you don't believe? And I doesn't, agree. Doesn't matter for what? This whole Zionist thing, like the no, Jewish right? Land. Okay, but but what is what are your thoughts? Even though it doesn't matter, what do you do? You think it's literal, like Joey, or do you think it's more non-literal? I think um, that that's I, he. He I did. He did means. promise them. There's no question about that. Mm-hmm. The, uh, here, go to this land. Not sure why. Yeah. Um, that specific piece of land. Um, I don't know. Here, here's an interesting. I, I just thing. know. I just know. 
after Jesus, everything changed. Yes, I agree with that. Everything changed. It changed everything. And the the land, it just doesn't it just doesn't make sense anymore. Does now the, that Jesus has made a new and better covenant. <coughs> yes. Hmm. But the the question is <clears throat> does the old covenant dissolve? And I don't think it does. I think it does because the word new re- replaces old. I'll give you an example. Um, I signed a lease for a an, for an apartment for fifteen months. Yeah, right? yeah. And then I have to. It, it's it's now coming up, <clears throat> right? Yeah. And yeah. I want to upgrade the lease and end of the lease, and I want to upgrade to a three bedroom. Right. Yeah. I got to sign a new lease. Yeah. <clears throat> That's is that what you mean? It, now it's a new lease. That contract before dissolved, and now we're on something different. Yeah. Well, yeah. you you see in the Old Testament, the old will of God, the old covenant. You see signs the entire way of the preparation of of how Jesus was going to come on the scene. Right. It was it was foretold. It was shadowed. You have types and shadow of Jesus, like you mentioned uh, a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Yeah, uh, spirit of Yahweh. Yeah, angel Yahweh. The angel. Anybody that comes up, uh, we see Jesus all throughout. So the Old Testament is like, here's how I'm going to redeem this entire People. human race that I have created, because their sin is so great, I can't even deal. I can't even look at. It. I can't even. It has to be judged because I'm a holy God. Yeah. How am I going to do that it, with a seed? And if you reject that gift, then you're not part of this new covenant. Yeah. So that's kind of where I stand. You, the rejection of Christ. I think it's both. That's what I'm saying. That's why I well, said that's interesting. You said that because spiritual, we, the new covenant is spiritual. Think about this. Think about this. Yeah, because of our unregenerated spirit. Mm-hmm. Before before Jesus came on the scene, we were just we're doomed. We're doomed. Our spirit was dead. <clears throat> there were there was no regeneration. Yeah. There was no way we would be able to live in eternity with we were unclean. A we wrathful were God. Yeah. We I mean, I, I don't see so that's the other thing of my theology. Like I don't I don't see God. Like a lot of people read Old Testament God. And they're like, oh, he was just so angry and full of wrath and all these things. And then in the New Testament, Jesus wasn't like that. So are they two different people? No. I think that's the way they perceived him. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. The people. But that's because I feel like their understanding of who God was is limited because the deal with God is is this. Um, who was that? Was that Daniel? I think it was Daniel. Who went to God up to heaven and there was a train of God. He was one of the only people that went to the, the throne room. There's the big train coming off of his robe. Oh, the train of... And he's like, I'm going to die. And then the angel came up and put the charcoal on his lips. I oh, think that was... was um, I think it was Daniel. I think that was Elisha. Was it? I don't think so. One of those. And he said, I'm a man. He put the coal on his... Yeah, he put the coal on his lips. <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, you're atoned for your sins. And he's... Because he was in God's presence. He's like, I am impure. Um, and he is pure. So in the Old Testament, that's why when you read the Old Testament, Leviticus, all of those rules 
<laughs> when I'm reading these things, all of those rules is to make man pure, to be with God. And you read it. Anyone who's impure that comes into God's presence, like the, the guard that just put his hand on the Ark of Covenant, just turned to dust, died. Yeah. Damn. Um, what Satan did in the beginning is he made it so that we could not be with God because of how pure he is and how <clears throat> impure that we are. So Jesus, what he did is he bridged the gap. So he paid um, with his blood. He redeemed. He was the perfect sacrifice. That's just the gospel. He was the perfect sacrifice. <laughs> that covered our sins. So that way, that's why it says in the old Testament, like lest we can't be in the presence of God, lest we'll surely die because, because his purity would basically like radiate through us and explode. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, yeah, actually, absolutely. Yeah. So <laughs> that, that is, that's the difference of, of like understanding, like the whole old Testament was God trying to be with his people, the Jews, Jesus came in, made a way when there was no way. He had to literally sacrifice himself so that we could be pure enough to be in his father's presence and in his pure presence. Yeah. So that's where uh, our sins were atoned. For eternity. Yeah. For eternity. So that is the new covenant with Jesus. Yeah. Um, but the physical covenant made with the Jewish people... Um. Like the as far as the like the land and stuff now spiritually, all of the all of the rules and everything that they're doing like the Orthodox Jews, that's null and void, because they were doing those things to try to become pure. When to become pure now, <coughs> you accept Jesus as your right. Lord and Savior. But the physical things, like the things that God promised them physically, like your descendants will have this <coughs> land, where you can number your your descendants will be the number of the stars. All those things, those still hold true. That's the way I interpret it. Okay, that's good. <clears throat> what do you think, Jason? Hmm. <clears throat> oh, let me let me dovetail. <laughs> hey, come on now, dove it. Let me pig, piggyback. Dovey me because uh, you said something that triggered this thought. I this triggered, this I is triggered in, you. Yeah, this is interesting. Um, at Oh, somebody said something about the wrath. and Oh, oh the Old yeah. Testament, how you said people are always thinking he was this God. Okay. I kind of, here's how I kind of think about this. Before Jesus walked the planet as God, God had never had a human experience. Maybe. Yeah, I've thought about that too. I don't think so. Because now when... We go to God and we we're asking for forgiveness and all the, so that that part of God that is so holy that he can't fathom or comprehend what these people are doing. Now he's got a re, now he 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 knows that because he was I'm gonna have to stop you right there because he was on the planet as no, a human. I'm gonna have to stop you right. Listen, there. no, listen can't. because he was on the planet as a human. He finally gets no, what we go through. No. I have to stop you. Right he there. finally gets it. He can go, Father, I get it. I understand now why they do the things they do. No, I, I, I'm have to reject that entirely. Go. That notion. Reject it, dude. I reject that entirely because that you're, you're, you're stifling and limiting the all knowing omnipotence and power 
of the holies of holies, yeah. of the El Shaddai, the Elohim, yeah. by saying he does he never he didn't know the human experience. What are you talking about? Tell me how he knew. Because he's God, he knows everything. He knows he, he's all, outside bro. of time. Exactly. He's, he's outside of time. He's, he's inside it, outside it. He's has above. Has he below. ever knew what it was like to stop sinning? He would always no. Know. He, he how would he know that he's completely sinless? He can't even then can't if even even go to that, so holy. But if you do that, then then you're then you're capping, you're capping God. All right. Putting, so how can okay. anyway? Wait, wait, wait. wait. How, Let me explain it this so way. So that doesn't make sense because if that's the case, how can he even come and be our substitute? All right. If he's never walked where we've walked, but that's the thing. Is if he's, he's so holy and he's all this all supreme being, it, it takes he could do that with anything. He who knew no sin became sin. Yes. How could he do that if he never had to walk in our shoes as a human? And that's an enigma. We don't know. But that's why oh, I can tell you why. Because he had <laughs> to, figured it out. He 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 walked as a human. Right. He walked as a trash, yes. corrupted, failed person, but he did it without failing. Okay, but let me let me let me And yes. he passed the test. Hold on, hold on, Joey. But here's the thing. <laughs> he knew that before time existed. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Bingo. He he, al- he always he knew that. He did not know. What do you you can't that, he, that doesn't work though. It does work because how can a all-powerful God know what it's like to feel lust? That's the point. That's the point. He can't. That was the whole reason. We're, we're the ones that failed. No, That's no, the no, point. no, no, no. That was the whole reason bef- with the tree. Cuz remember, we didn't know as human beings good and evil. He said you The knowledge this, of good and evil, yeah. Lest you will surely die. We were unaware of it. God and Satan were. The tree was there. It was going to reveal it to us as human beings. But the knowledge of good and evil was something that was specific to God. And still he's pure. So he always knew about it. Right. Mm. I don't know, dude. No, I do know. I do know. Because I I think the reason why I say it, I don't know. But I, I say this. I don't know. That's what I know. And I know that <laughs> and I, I know that I can't comprehend and I can't put him in restraints of my finite incompetent brain. I have to I have to believe that he knows all because he does. I have to. Yeah. Because if he doesn't, then he's not God. Right. Yeah. He knows all, man. He knows all. He knew from the beginning of time. That's why it's important that, you know, I, I, I keep saying Jesus in the Old Testament. Jesus was always God. He was always God. It's not like Jesus something. is God. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's always God. He's always been God. He always knew he, God was a man. God was God. <laughs> so God was the Holy yeah. Spirit since the beginning of time. And uh, none of that's ever changed. But Christ was concealed until he was born. And that's why he wouldn't reveal his name to Jacob. That's why he wouldn't, um, yeah, numerous times they're like, who are you? I'm worthy of your worship. This is hallowed ground because he was was concealed, dude. He wasn't going to reveal himself to Satan because the ultimate plan was for Jesus to pay for our sins, atone for our sins, so that we can be in the purity of God without dying because our sins were paid for. 
by the ultimate sacrifice, who was Christ. I just feel like he's got a better understanding now. Who, God or Jesus? Jesus can go to the Father and go, mm, I get it. Yeah, but he always knew. That's what I get he's it. saying. <laughs> Jesus is always I didn't get been. it before. That's why I was angry. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm striking people down. You know, I'm, I'm opening, swallowing the ground up, killing genocide, hum, you know, everybody. Yeah. Murder. I'm not going to do that anymore. Why? Oh, I get it now. I see why they're well, so stupid. I these see why they're so dumb. stupid. These people are dumb. I get it. Do you want me to, like, uh, what's the word? Do you want me to kind of twist your brain a little Break bit my more glass, too? my glass house. Here, think about this. Remember when, um, who was it that went to God and pleaded and say, hey, don't don't destroy all these people. There's no. You're talking about Sodom and Gomorrah. Yes, 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 was, yes, yes, yes. That, that was, was Abraham. Yeah, Abraham, Abraham for right. Lot. Okay, yeah, Abraham yeah. for Lot. Remember that? Yeah. And he and chewed he, him down. Exactly. He did. He exactly. <laughs> That's terrible. But yes, he, <laughs> well, he, did, he was Jewish. That's what. <laughs> but he went started. to go and he changed God's mind. How yeah. can you do that? Because God knew, already knew what he was going to do before he was going to do it. He didn't yeah. need to be changed his mind because he knew what he was going to do before he was in his ass. He already knew that Abraham was going to Jew him down to five people. And he already knew that there was less than five people. Well, in if he town. knew, then why did he start with that? Because, oh, because he already knew it. Because that's the interaction. I, I, I started with 10 because I already knew I was going to start with 10. So I got to go with the script. Picture it like this, dude. Isn't that wild? Uh, the script. Picture what like if he this. got off script? Uh, picture it like this. You can't get off script. With your kid. You're trying to have a good moment with your kid. Yeah. You obviously know, this is a terrible example, but it's <laughs> off the cuff. Okay. You've seen the movie King Kong. You know the ending. Yeah. Your kid's watching the movie for the first time, gets really excited about the movie, and is trying to explain to you the movie. And it's like, oh, I bet you this is going to happen. Even though you know the ending, you're like, yeah, yeah, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. That's kind of like a terrible example, but that's what God was doing. Of of the of the ten, 10 to 1? God was going to destroy the city <laughs> because he knew there was less than, I don't remember what the number was, 5, 10. There was Lot's family. There was four of them, I think. I think it was five. He knew. Yeah. He already sent angels there. He was like, there's less than five. That's good. Abraham's knows that. Or God knew that Abraham was going to ask him about He's going to go down, yeah. He's like, yeah, dude. It's, there's already five. I've already, I already knew this is going to happen, Abraham. But it's that interaction between a father and a son where Abraham's like, well, will you so do you're this? saying he was just faking it? Will you do it? this? No, he's not faking it. I mean, then why start at 10? Why the whole charade? Arbitrary. Start at 50. It's arbitrary. Oh, the 50, yeah. The number why is start arbitrary. At, why start at 50? When he came to him at first, you know what? Let's just go down to five. Because it's why the game? It's not a game, dude. What is it? The script? Is it a game that you want your kid to be excited during a movie? Or is it a, is, is that love? Even though you know the ending? It'd be the same thing of you sitting down and be like, hey, let's watch King Kong. At the end, uh, he climbs a plane and dies. And the kid's like, oh, you ruined it. There's spoiler no, alert. There's no interaction between You're saying this is a spoiler there. alert? Now, this For is... <laughs> We're is off that the what cuff you're? Here. Is that what you're saying? We're off the cuff here, but in my brain, as I'm formulating this right now, <laughs> yeah, that's how it makes sense in my brain. Okay, and that that's an attest to me to who God is, because He involves us in the plan. Okay, you know what I mean? Yeah, 
It's he involves us in the plan. It's a little broken, but you know how it is. We're here. We're live. Um. Okay. Back on track. That was that was some good conversation. Yeah, we. I mean, we we're supposed to be talking about Israel. Like, yeah. Aren't uh, we? Aren't we though? Yeah, I guess we we're are. part four. Um, part. <laughs> I'm gonna get. Okay, so here we go. So everybody just heard that conversation. We're we're all rationalizing our position. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I'm gonna give you some controversial points of view concerning the state of Israel as a nation, and then you can tell me where you stand on these viewpoints. Okay. Yeah. No, uh, I don't want to get in the weeds until in a minute, but I'm going to ask you about the nation Jew. Is it a race or a religion? We'll get into that in a minute, okay? Zionism basically is a political ideology that was created and manufactured out of thin air by a guy named Theodore Herzl in the 1800s. Theodore? Now you can go look this guy up. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give you. You can go do your own research. Just look him up. Theodore Herzl, H E R Z L. So there was this group of Jews in Europe. They were called the Ashkenazi Jews. Okay, That's, I am five uh, percent Ashkenazi. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Three and me. Really? They were mm-hmm. they were in Europe for about three hundred years. You got rights to the promised land, brother. You know. You, okay. Roll t- good. Roll tide, you should go take some land. Go over there and uh, set up a tent. Shh. Come on. Um, in Germany, as in most of Europe, the Jews that were there were white Europeans. Can I? Can I? Can I just? This is a sidebar. Sidebar. You got a sidebar. sidebar. Well, this podcast is all about sidebar. Okay. Sidebar. Speaking of um, Ashkenazi. Yes. Uh, before I did twenty three and Me. Yeah. My last name which I won't say, <laughs> is, um, I will say it, actually. You can, you're I, talking about right now, your name? Yeah, my, okay. my last time right now, right now, it is in Spanish, that's my last name, but if you, you take it in English, mm-hmm. it means something, mm-hmm. but if you take it in Hebrew, it means something. Yeah. So, wow. the Hebrews that relocated in Europe... In the Spanish area of Leon. Gotcha. They, their last names were changed to my last <clears throat> names, the Jewish people. Yeah. Because it, they changed it into Spanish. Mm-hmm. Right? That last name that they turned into came from the, in what is, what we know, the tribe of Judah. Dude. Oh. Yeah. You sure about that? Yes, I did. That's why I wanted to do the twenty three and Me. You got the same lineage of Jesus, dude. You kidding me? I, right now? I don't know, but are you I, telling me you're God? <laughs> but I did. I did. Did do, you know that already? I, I wanted it's part of the script. Yeah, dude. It's part. I of it. wanted to know the backdrop of my last name. That's cool. And uh, I, I found the area of where the these this Jewish community um, kind of resided in Spain for those those years that they moved and um and how that last name became a last name for the Jewish people and the Spanish and Spanish people um and then when I went to go to and so I didn't know that before I did my 23 and yeah. me and then I thought I was telling um somebody I was like what if I'm part Jewish and they said nah you probably won't be I was like yeah you're probably right and then when I found out that I'm 5% yeah wow yeah how did you find it if it was Ashkenazi? <laughs> it says it. Oh, it does. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty sweet, dude. But anyway, 
That's I mean, pretty this is cool all conjecture. That, I don't that, know. That's it, weird that they can put a DNA match to an Ashkenazi. <coughs> specifically pull that out mm-hmm. and go, okay, this this is that DNA that, ma- that goes to that lineage. Yeah. That's wild. It's lineage for you, bro. Okay. So they were in Europe for about 300 years, the Ashkenazi Jews. Yes. And... As in most of Europe, the Jews that were there were white Europeans. So they were white. Except for uh, the Spanish they, So they, they were not from the area referred to, remember in our first discussion on our first week, Palestine. That area known as Palestine, they weren't from there. In Europe, there was discrimination against the Jews and various classes of Jews. So you had different classes of Jews in Europe at this time. You had this working class Jew, and then you had the bourgeois Jew, which is like an upper class. So they, when you have these different classes, you, you look down on people. Okay? So that's when Herzl created Zionism because he all of a sudden said, oh, look, we're being persecuted because of our heritage. So it was also created with lots and lots of money from some of the most racist people in the world, like Cecil Rhodes. That's one of the guys. He created Rhodesia, and he had little regard for black or brown people. He controlled all the mines in Rhodesia, and he was one of the most racist individuals on the planet. So Zionism got its funding from Cecil Rhodes, among other people. Mm-hmm. So already you've got this racist guy that's funding this political ideology called Zionism. So originally the goal was to put their homeland in Uganda, not Palestine or the area that the Greeks called Palestine. They're going to put them in Uganda. This ties into what you talked about with the British. Mm -hmm. They relocate or they renamed or gave it back after world war two ended, the British said, we're not going to give you Uganda. We're going to give you that place called Palestine, which you mentioned the British gave that back. Yeah. Now, some people believe that Israel, or excuse me, the British who created this place called Israel stole it from the Palestinians, and many Arab Jews converted to Islam because of the subjugation of the Ashkenazi Jews. So, if I understand... The research that I read from this uh, this view, it's basically white Zionists came to Israel, and there were dark-skinned Jews there that were non-Ashkenazi Jews, and still to this day, they treat them like second-class citizens, like the Palestinians and anybody that is not of the Ashkenazi So they treat them different. Mm. So this view is Zionism is a subversion of Judaism. Zionism has nothing to do with Judaism. It has nothing to do with the religion. It's actually anti-Semitic. It's racism. Mm. Because they look down upon other people that are not like them. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's playing a little footsie. So Zionism has a history of not only butchering Palestinians, it also has been butchering and hurting Jewish people as well. Interesting. Okay. Now here's where we're getting to the weeds. Y'all can, uh, y'all can fight back. Here's the view. 
Mossad's motto, by the way, here's their motto. By way of deception. Motto, what's the motto with you? Yeah. <laughs> Mossad's motto is by way of deception, thou shalt do war. Now, I don't know. This, this is, y'all can go do your research. Yeah. But Mossad is the intelligence wing of Zionism, and they actually created Hamas. Interesting. Let that sink in. Brigad, and I'm gonna I'm gonna show you some receipts here for in a minute, and uh, I'll put all these these links in our uh, show description. Brigadier General Yitzhak Segev, he's the Israeli military governor in Gaza. He financed Hamas. Avir Primor, Primor, Primor. Sorry, Israelis, I'm butchering your names again. He's a former Israeli ambassador to Germany. He declared in 2015 on the I-24 News that it was the Israeli government that created Hamas to counteract the growing popularity of the Fatah, formerly known as the Palestinian National Liberal Movement. Ron Paul also gave testimony that the U.S. and Israel created Hamas as a strategic weapon. Also, Mossad chief Yossi Cohen was sent to Doha under Netanyahu's orders to encourage Qatar to continue Hamas financial aid. It has been stated that this is a classic intelligence technique where you create the opposition that you can control. Sounds like that's what they're... That's what I think it was. Hmm. Um, Let me show you real quick. Oh, I'm going to play this in a minute. This is a... uh, so here is the, just so I can show you guys, and I'll link these in the description. This is uh, the Mossad chief. He visited Doha. He, this, is, this is a receipts right here. He urged to continue Hamas financial aid. Um, Ron Paul, here's the, the AV primer I just mentioned in Germany. Um, I can give you these links. He's actually stating that... Um, they created Hamas to counteract the growing popularity. Also, here's Ron Paul stating in Congress. Growing popularity of what? Popul- uh, popularity of, I don't know. It's a good question. And also, there's this book here. Uh, Hamas was created by the Brigadier, specifically this Brigadier General Yitzka Segev. And I'm going to link this book. It's called Arab and Jew, Wounded Spirits in a Promised Land. You can read all about it, Okay. So that's interesting. That begs the question, and here and here's the controversial question: mm-hmm. Was Israel behind the attack on October seventh from Hamas? We will never know. Just like, okay, I'll give you an example: How we will never know until it becomes it comes out to light. Remember when? Remember roll clocks back a uh, year and a half ago when? Um, the pipeline. Um, oh, the one that was blown up by the Russians? Right. Supposedly, right? <laughs> yeah. And then, then we find out it was United States. Yeah, it was us. And Ukraine. So do they Sign do up. these things? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Is there a dog somewhere? Yeah, they're out there all around here. Well, who let the dogs out? Well, um, and here, here's some of the question was, was this Israel's nine 11? Cause you saw how that, you saw how that went down, right? Yeah. Now we have a reason to go into the middle East and start blowing crap up. 
on 9-11. I saw or I heard, and I this was a video testimony of a chick, a, a former Israeli that used to stand guard on the fence. Yeah. Where Hamas came through. Mm-hmm. And you, you talked about the Iron Dome last week. Yeah. And their surveillance system is... Incredible. Top notch. How did they, how did that happen? This chick said she used to be, she used to stand guard. And this was years ago when they didn't have the surveillance they have now. She said there would be a bird or a cat or some kind of animal that would make movement. She would get a phone call immediately right there, the phone. And they would like, it would like be DEFCON 4. It, it, it would start raising the. What is that? What is that? It was like, like little movements like that yeah. was insane. Yeah. She said, she would get a, you know, she'd get phone calls at three in the morning, standing guard that something just moved on that fence. That was like fifteen years ago when she was serving that post. Right. Yeah. Today it's even worse. Right. Yeah. It's true. So and who's gonna stand on that post? You, Byron? Who's you, Joey? You want me on that wall? You need me, me on, on that wall. wall. I don't know okay. that. I don't know <laughs> the Classic, dude. I don't know the reference, dude. Oh my gosh! What is that reference? A few good men, dude. Jack Nicholson. Oh, Tom I knew Chris. that. Oh, just kidding. One of the best speeches. One of the best speeches. Mike I mean, even his- even when he was down in uh, Gitmo, yeah, and on the stand. <laughs> That's interesting, dude. I mean, that is... Uh, wait, wait, hold he on. He said you on, come on, down wait. here in that faggoty white uniform. Oh, my gosh. I'll I'll, I'll do it. I'll let, you, I'll let you speak, Joey, if okay. you ask me nicely. You got to ask me nicely. <laughs> I mean, there's so many. There's so many. Okay, go okay, ahead, go Joey. Ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, that's an interesting thing. I mean, it's... Uh, I'm processing that, dude. So, so here's... Saying all this controversial stuff that I just read about Zionism... To me, goes back to the the other thing, like the Zionist that you think you're supporting because yeah. of the Abrahamic covenant is not really those people. Yeah, you're just tricked into going. Oh, the Star of David, I got to support that. Well, yeah, I agree with that, and I, I don't think it's not necessarily the Zionist movement, but I um, support Zion, the land. You know yeah, I, mean? I see what you mean there. Yeah. You know what I mean? The city of Zion. Because here's the deal, dude. Here is the what's, deal. What's the bottom line? Let me give you let me let's get to the bottom <laughs> of this real quick, bro. There is good Christians. There is bad <laughs> people that are using Christianity for business gains. Oh, absolutely. There is churches collecting a quote unquote ten percent and They've got so many people's ten percent that he's got a private plane, mm-hmm. and um, got the biggest house, yeah, biggest house. That's that's human beings, dude. So, with that being said, is it crazy to think that there is a interwoven society of people? Because there's probably good, like true Zionists. There's probably people that are like, yes, I just want what's what our promised land is. Blah 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 blah. <coughs> But there's always something going on in the background, dude. There's always some like evil. Yeah, I mean we know that the puppets. Yeah, yeah. It's like I mean, we, we've some... covered that on these shows. Yes, all every time, every time, dude. There's there's got to be something there with with one of the secret societies. 
There has pulling to be. some strings there. I mean, in the background, it's not crazy to think that there is some kind of like political game because reading this and understanding this, it's like all the big wars of um, like the, especially the ones I read through the last one, like the Yom Kippur, and like yes, it was on a holy day, and all the big attacks, like the music festival one, the most recent one. Mm-hmm. There is always someone saying like, yeah, there was a warning that this could happen and nothing, we didn't set up defenses or anything like that. And then you say that the lady was standing in front of surveillance where if a cat moved. Yeah, it's ridiculous. There would be DEFCON, but somehow all these soldiers got through at a music festival and started right. killing everybody. Yeah. It, yeah, something is fishy. Yeah, I mean, it's like very fishy. Fishy. those soldiers, they follow orders, right? Like Israeli you, soldiers? Yeah, they follow orders, right? Sure. Like, they wouldn't just say, you know what? That old man is crazy, right? Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> Netanyahu? Yeah, they wouldn't. They they would follow orders. If they follow orders or people die. What are die, you saying? Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is he still quoting? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I got to see this movie, dude. You, you do, man. I'm just like, what in the Matter of fact, was about? that the 80s? No, 90s. Okay. Early 90s. I'm going to. Okay, so. I'm going through an 80s period with my kids. They're watching all my 80s movies. I'm going to have to put that one in there. Oh, slide just in slide it in, even though it's 90s. Just oh, in between yeah. a couple other... Kevin Bacon's in it, bro? Oh, yeah. Man. Demi Moore? Yeah. Kiefer Sutherland? Oh, I don't know who that is. Right. What? <gasps> Who's that? 24, Jack Bauer? Oh, man. <sighs> we need an intervention. You know, uh, uh, Solid Snake? We're going to get... Yeah, dude. Okay, he was the last iteration of Solid Snake... In uh, Metal Gear. What about the Lost Boys? Which Metal Gear? You just told me about the Lost Um, Boys. This last one. Phantom 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 Pain. Pain. Mm -hmm. He was the voice. Didn't you just tell me about the Lost Boys, the vampire movie? Or was that somebody else? I don't know what you're talking about, dude. You you didn't tell me that just a couple of weeks ago? I don't know. Have you seen the Lost Boys? (laughs) Here's the thing. Let me get back on top. Wait, okay, all right. <laughs> Let's just bounce back all because right. this is this. Wait right a minute. Here. What are, I, I want to go back to him because he was saying no. Let's go back orders. to this. <laughs> what were you go saying ahead. about those guys? Follow, what are you What are you talking? Here's about? what I'm saying. Stand down and let somebody come through. No, no, no. The these people stay stand at these gates, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And their their job is to make sure no one gets through. Yeah, that's correct. That's their job. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And you're telling me. You're telling me that they, on this day, there there was a failure somewhere, right? On this on this festival day, yeah, that's mm. true. And they have mm. a freaking iron dome. I don't, you know, know what I mean? Yeah, I just. It's hard. Anyway, they where have, were you? Where were you going? Well, I'm just saying, like it's um. That's that's an interesting thought. I've never thought about that. To be honest with you, bro, do I fully believe it? No, I really don't. But I will say. Like I said earlier, Israel is a secular nation. True. And anyone who is not in their word and being led by God can be swayed by the enemy, dude. Sure. Absolutely. So positions of power and control, ultimately, people, that's what people want. That's what people are after. And if they're using stuff like this as control... That's the thing, though, because the the reason why this is plausible to me is because it's not just, it's not like a war, like um, Jews versus Arabs, <laughs> right? It's like this is this is oh bigger than that, where it's like there's this dark power over it, 
principalities. It's principality, principality of the air, whatever. I don't yeah. know what I'm saying, but over the Jewish people, <clears throat> which there obviously is, because like like I said, as a Christian, like this is a spiritual war. It would not be surprising to me at all if there was traitors in our midst, traitors in the midst of the Jewish people. Oh, gotcha. People. Oh, you know what I mean. That that kind of that's interesting. Yeah, dude. To think of so. I can and, totally see how that could fit into what happened. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not Some just, double agent. Yeah, because that's an interesting thought, which I haven't really thought about, and it's I'm thinking about it right now, uh, going to my point, like, yes, the Jews were originally God's chosen people, and there's going to be a time, in, especially in Revelation, <clears throat> where, you know, God comes back. There is going to be a lot of Jews who still don't accept Christ and will not go to heaven, because that's the big that's the big thing. It says that that yeah, separate the wheat from the chaff. Yeah, that I think that's the big thing is the the white European Zionist subjugated Judaism and tried to pass it off as hey this we're Israel, this is our religion, and it's really Well, that's not. what they, that's what Satan... And it's really not. That's what Satan does, though. If you look throughout history, he'll take something that is of God and will twist and it. And twist it and make you think that it is. Yes, and we'll, we'll and change some it just of, a little some bit. some things behind it. And he's manipulating and controlling, because I think Zionism, pure, is the land for the Jewish people. And that's what, like I said earlier, that's what I stand behind, is the covenant between God in this people because Abrahamic covenant. Yeah. I believe in that, but using something for control and using, it's kind of the same thing with the, like I said, that last episode, it's like, you're giving something, somebody to follow behind to stand behind and then manipulating it. On for the your own end. will. <clears throat> All right. So here's crazy. So dude, that blew my mind. I'm going to play this clip for you because not all Jews are Zionist. Yeah. Not because there are many Jews who are against Zionism as a, a state of what Israel is modern day. Yeah, but I'm sure those people probably still want their homeland. So check. So this is a rabbi. His name's Yasserl David Weiss. He's of Naturi Karta International. And you're like, well, what is that? Well, I looked it up. It's an international ultra-Orthodox anti-Zionist group with a strong base of support in the U.S. They view itself as the religious Jewish authority on Zionism and Israel and claims to pray for the peaceful dismantlement of the state of Israel. Oh. Interesting. See, that goes against biblical scripture. So this guy is a rabbi. And I'm going to play this clip. This is who he is. And then we can, uh, we can talk about his statement in a minute. We have a message for this Nakba day. For this 75 years of occupation, we want the world to know that what is being perpetrated against the Palestinian people, the oppression, the subjugation, the terrible cruelty, is not in the name of our religion. It is not... In the name of the Star of David, it is not in the name of the Jewish people around the world who are true to the Jewish religion. Because we are Jewish and because we are true to our religion, we are in total opposition to the existence 
of the Zionist state of Israel. I call it Zionist state of Israel because it is Zionist. It is not Jewish. Judaism in the Torah forbids Jews to have our own sovereignty, our own entity since the destruction of the temples and Jews true to the Torah never aspire or try to have our own state. We also are forbidden to kill or to steal. The whole concept of taking this land away from the Palestinian people, it is totally antithetical and is contradictory to my religion, Judaism. Jews have always, from day one, stood up against this Zionist entity. We as Jews continue. Because we are true to the Torah, we stand and demonstrate and we cry and suffer and feel the suffering of the Palestinian people. We want the world to know we are in solidarity. We are together with the Palestinian people in their suffering. And we hope and pray to God constantly for the total end of the occupation. We want the world to know that the Zionist movement is not a Jewish movement. It was a political material movement created by heretics and they simply try to incorporate our religion in order to intimidate and silence people and call them anti-semitic if they stand in opposition but this is patently false anti-semitic is supporting the state of israel it is a cause of exacerbating anti-Semitism by having this occupation. It is a cause of bloodshed of the Palestinians and Jews alike. It is the cause of the oppression of not only the Muslims and the Christians in Palestine, but of the Jews. Hundreds of thousands of Jews stand in Palestine, have lived there prior to the state. They have lived and they're continuing to live till today and demonstrate daily and get brutally beaten and arrested. This is the sad story of this terrible Nakba. It is a tragedy, a calamity, and God with his compassion, we hope, will see the suffering. And even today, the last few days, how you see daily the death and suffering of the Palestinians and the attacks. It's all Zionism, not Judaism. God with his compassion should bring a speedy removal of the Zionist state of Israel so we can once again live together in harmony, Jews and Arabs, as we've had for all these hundreds and hundreds of years, and Jews could show their gratitude to the Arab and Muslim countries for their embracing Jews and giving them a home. Inshallah, soon in our days, Amen. Assalamu alaikum. Well, that was weird at the end there. So, uh, Asama Malaika, I don't that's know. a Muslim greeting. He sounds like a sellout to me. <laughs> he actually kind of, he kind of does, yeah. dude. Honestly. No, get out of here. It was kind of, it, uh, it made me disgusted. Are you serious? The reason why I say that is because. Yeah, tell me why. It sounds like he is saying at the end. Stop killing our people. No, no, not that part. Oh. He's like. We must work together. With nothing wrong, we work together with Arabs and Muslims. But he made it sound like, and we will. He made it sound like he, they are subservient to them. That's what I yeah. got out of yeah. that. To who? To the Arabs. Yeah. <laughs> he just said. He said we've been living under them. We've been peaceful. It's kind of like what the Jews were saying when they left uh, Egypt. Like, Pharaoh took care of us. He fed us. Why don't we go back? We had better food. We had food. And God's like, dude, shut up. 
Dude, here's a quail. Yeah, eat this manna. Eat it. I'm every morning. Yeah, don't store anything up. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. He's a rabbi. Uh, kind of going in with the talks about Zionism. So it is interesting. I mean, it, it's it's it is an interesting topic for sure. And I feel like, like like you said, we're Christian. Yeah, we have Judaism is missing a piece. What is it? It's Jesus. Islam is missing a piece. Yeah. Who is it? It's Jesus. Jesus. Um, they're they're missing Jesus. They're missing the piece. Yeah, they're missing His Holy Spirit. Judaism is, power. is trying their best to. They're so close. That's their. That's the closest that they, you know, Old Testament yeah. Judaism, Judah, tribe yeah. of Judah. Yeah, they're still chasing after purity. Judaism, chasing after purity through uh, tradition, you know, and it's it's tough. And like I said. I mean, one day everybody's gonna bow their knee. Everybody will, <laughs> and, it's, and that's when Christ comes back. Is yeah. when the Jewish state. Hey, of here's what's interesting here. Now that we're talking about, because you were like these these chosen people, because in Revelation, God does seal a, a mark. Yeah. On the Jewish people. Yeah. Specifically, one hundred forty-four thousand. Yeah. Now I don't know what time period that is. But he, he seals a mark specifically for that amount of people. <coughs> yes, and that's how you interpret that. So, yes, as a literalist, you can interpret it as 144,000 people or in numbers, it numbers the 12 tribes of Israel as 144,000. So that's translated to English. What does it say in the Hebrew? I don't know. Salam alaikum. Why is it a Lakers? Is he a Lakers fan? That rabbi? So it could mean it could mean 144,000 Jews. I need or, to go look that up. The Hebrew. Or it could mean the entirety of the Jewish people. Oh, the entirety? 144,000. That's you mean, total completeness. You mean of the Jewish people. You mean except Christ. So if you're getting the mark except Christ. <laughs> yeah, that's the mark. The seal of God? Mm-hmm. I don't get that. I just feel like he's stamping them on the head saying, "Okay, these people yeah, so what that says... What's that, that have to do with Christ? You can interpret that as... A lot of people interpret that as the Jewish nation will yeah. accept Christ. And well, oh, is that, oh, they're that. saying that because of the he mark? He says that. And you remember that scripture you said that when the time of the Gentiles is done, yeah, then I will come. Mm-hmm. And that's speaking to the wow. Jewish nation saying Jesus Christ is Messiah. Then he comes. That's the hundred forty four thousand. Well, what's well or what's, what's interesting when you say the complete nation, are you talking about from the beginning of time until now? Every person that's been alive, or are you talking about people that are standing on the planet at that time? <laughs> it could be both. Um because that's kind of crazy. Yeah. I don't know how it's going to be. Putting a mark on the forehead. Pass. What is that stamp's going to look like? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's So you know the mark of the beast, right? Speaking of that, um, I saw in English, Bishmilla. Bish, that Bishmilla. That's, a, that's what people say to Allah. Bishmilla. That's what that literal interpretation is of the 666. 
Interesting. It's a Muslim pray, praise to Allah. Bishmillah. And also Queen says it in this song. Well, Bishmillah, I mean, girl, we will not let them go. Bishmillah. There we is a, there's a lot of people. I've, I've read a couple, uh, not read a couple, but I've listened to a couple podcasts that there's a way. I wish I knew off the top of my head, but there's a way, like the Muslim people, Muhammad specifically, like there's no question that the, the uh, what's the name, the Quran? Mm-hmm. was divinely inspired for sure by, by who <clears throat> by a demon oh <laughs> yes <laughs> absolutely. absolutely oh that was that, hey that timing was impeccable yeah by who good. by satan himself yeah for real though seriously yeah no doubt seriously yeah like even even uh i can't remember i was listening to something but it's like there's numerous times where this spirit that was giving that to muhammad was caught lying about things and they're just I mean, it's definitely satanically inspired. You know? That's why it's a twist of of uh, Christianity, dude. And that Jesus is just a prophet, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But, he was a good teacher. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, that's the pivotal question that he ever asked. Who do you say I am? Who do you say I am? Who do you say I am? Not yeah, that's that is the important thing is do you follow Christ and do you accept him as your Lord and Savior? Do you, and both of those people are equally at fault because neither one of them accept Christ. But the Jewish people will at some point. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. So that's that's if you interpret that's, scripture that way. That's the caveat. The Jewish people will. Well, will Jacob Are we talking about Jacob Esau? Oh, the people like Ishmael? Old Testament. People are dead. They already did. They did? Yes. How? By faith. Yeah. When? Romans. Read Romans. Okay. By, by I gotta faith, go back. they accepted. By faith, Jacob and Esau. Abraham was waiting for Jesus. The Messiah. Yeah. After he died? Before he died. Oh, before yeah. he died. Well, what happened when he died? He died. So where? what happened? He was still waiting? See, that's the thing. So, do what you, happened? Do you believe that uh, Bishmillah? <laughs> Bishmillah, well, Jason. Go. I'm like Jason. I'm tilting Jason's brain over there. Tilting he went there. up. He went up to um, purgatory. I don't know. He's holy place. Dude. I don't know. No, he's with God. I think he was in paradise. <clears throat> that's where Jesus said the thief went, yeah. which was a holding ground for everybody that was of Jewish descent. I don't know. So that means everybody else is screwed. Never been there. Before Jesus, like the Amalites, the Canaanites, the Edomites. Yeah. They're all screwed. They didn't get to go. Not necessarily. Am I reading that correctly? No. I don't know. The because the thief said, "Where you know, hey, remember me when you go in, when you go into paradise. He said, today you'll see me in paradise. So I think Jesus was like, mm. So when he got there, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, y'all, come on, we're going to kingdom of heaven. He went to that <laughs> dimension. Yeah. And that's when the, the veil ripped. Rallied him up. Just let's pre- go. Well, he said he preached to the lost souls. Yeah, right? he did. He said he preached captive. Yeah, yeah. the captives. He went down there and was like, let's go. Let's go. Anyone calls my name. So, he's like, oh, you are the Messiah. Let's partake. So those here. people, Brother, oh, we're getting like really deep here, we're in the weeds, by the way. <laughs> we're in the weeds, dude. <laughs> I love talking about stuff like this, dude. But here's the deal. So, like, for instance, when you said the whole Jewish nation, because yeah. the 144 is a complete, If you interpret that way, it, you know, which is I do. all of those people plus the ones that are on the planet that don't believe. Yeah. He gives them a pass. No. Or do they do they go, oh, oh, you were the Messiah. I made a mistake my whole life. Yeah. 
I should have believed and I didn't. Yeah. I should have cut these these locks off my hair and, and not worn the black hat. Yeah. And not sat at the wall shaking my body. Well, so anyway, there's a lot of people that believe that the 104. So obviously seven years, the seven year tribulation, it says that there will be people on being delivered at that point in time. Oh, yeah. They get their heads cut off. I believe in a pre-raptured church. So who rapture out of here? Who is preaching to the people? Well, the people that got left behind. Yes. But if they're left behind, they don't believe in Christ. We believe. Well, I believe that some think they believe. And or false converted, and then once the rapture happens, they're going to go. Ah, okay, I get it now. And then they're full; they're on board. That could be that. And then they're preaching now full speed. It could be. That's it what I'm thinking. Be. Or it could be that. Or a lot of people think that that seven years is when the Jewish people. That's when they uh, convert. Does the the two witnesses? Uh, is that during the seven years of trib? Yeah, because those dudes are beast. Yeah. They yeah, come up spit, there and try to, they're just throwing fire. fire out of their mouth. Who do you think they are? You think it's, um, there's a lot of I think it's Enoch. Enoch and Elijah? I think so, because they're the only so. two that didn't go up. Yeah. I mean, their I bodies. So yeah. So they physically come down in their body. I mean, God could do anything he wants, but yeah. that makes sense if you're following some kind of lore. Yeah. He can Biblical do whatever he lore. Wants. He can do whatever he wants, just not empathize. Where he can do whatever he wants as long as he's known it before. Yes. Exactly. And he didn't change his mind. Isn't it wild? We got into some deep stuff, dude. Some deep stuff, bro. I love Good it. Good Lord. That's another one in the book, boys. Yeah. I think that'll wrap our part three up in Israel. Part four, Israel? <laughs> what? When <laughs> is Israel? No, I think next we're going to tackle the Dead Sea Scrolls. Let's, let's Dead Sea it, dude. Let's get into the I Texas mean, that's, that's kind of like... Good segue. It is a good segue because we're going to talk about, you know, why did the Jewish people hide this stuff? And we should talk about the King James Bible. Oh, King Jimmy. He was a homosexual. Yeah, but <laughs> we got to talk about that. We got to drop it like it's hot. Well, I mean, you know, who hasn't been? Right? I mean, really? If in it's the grand Hollywood, scheme of baby. things. Listen, I went to band camp. <laughs> make sure you visit our website, bottomofthat.com. Check out our blog for all our show notes and resource material. Make sure you find our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter where we'll be going live there so you can join the show if you want to. If you're listening on YouTube, Rumble, and BitChute and you like this episode, do me a favor, share, subscribe, leave a comment. And if you're listening on any other podcast platform, make sure you turn on notifications where you will never miss when we publish an episode. If you didn't like this episode, thank you for listening this long. Tune in next week. You might hear Jason say, Did you order the Code Red Colonel Jessup? Bismillah.